0: So Rachel? Yeah? Deanna Troy deals with the commitment of an arranged marriage after the arrival of the wedding party, including her mother, Loxana Troy. What do you think you're going to get?
1: I think we're going to get a cold lunch reunion, like with Spock's parents. Oh. <laughs> no?
0: Oh, <laughs> no.
1: Her mum will be full Betazoid, so she can read everyone's thoughts and tell that Deanna is hot for Riker, embarrassing her. Mm-hmm. Loxana will be sexy and can tell Picard is attracted to her, and will say so. The fiancé will have a sinister motive, but has been able to shield his thoughts from being read.
0: Mm-hmm, interesting. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah? Let's find out.
1: Okay.
2: Rachel watches Star Trek.
3: Captain's Log, Stardate 41294.5. Our destination, the Class M Beta Cassius planet known simply as Haven. It is a world so renowned for its peaceful beauty that some believe it to have mystical healing powers. We will rest and relax. All too briefly, I fear.
1: Welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Rachel Lackey.
0: And I'm Chris Lackey.
1: You're joining us today for Haven.
0: That's an episode from the first series of... I said series. That's a UK thing.
1: What should you say?
0: Season. It's the first season of Next Generation. But they say series here. It's getting in my brain. If you're
1: lucky, one day you'll have been here longer than you were there.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Hopefully, likely.
1: Well, this was directed by Richard Compton. Written by Tracy Torme. Well, I'd like to stick my neck out and say... Tracy's very funny.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great episode. I forgot how much fun it is. I enjoyed it. And I can't wait to talk about it.
1: Here on the show. Let's do that now.
0: <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. We are doing it
1: just keep introducing it, don't we?
0: So the episode begins with the Enterprise at this planet called Haven.
1: Sounds nice.
0: It does sound nice. Picard brings up the mythical restorative powers of the planet, to which Data says that there is no facts to back that up.
1: Sounds like Lords, the healing place for Christians. Oh, no,
0: I don't know about that. You don't? No.
1: Oh, okay. That's what Madonna's kid, Lourdes, is is named after, presumably. Oh. Yeah. Healing Waters is a pilgrimage place for Christians.
0: Is that in England?
1: Maybe only Catholics. Is it French?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm asking.
1: it's not in England.
0: Oh, it's not in England. Okay.
1: (laughs) Great facts. Well done, Rachel. Glad you did that confirmation. (laughs) All that literature really stuck in there.
0: Well done.
1: Well done.
0: Picard says, legends like that are the spice of the universe, Mr. Data, because they have a way of sometimes coming true. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whatever, Grandpa.
1: <laughs> well, he has seen a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is he, nothing new. <laughs> he
0: has. So we cut to Riker creeping in his quarters, watching two women play
1: the harp. They are the most 80s future women of all time. Yeah. The hair is something else on this episode. It's
0: amazing. We see that they're not actually just in his room, but there are miniature women that are projections on a hollow table. A what? A table that makes holographic projections.
1: Whoa. Like
0: a television.
1: Have they re- pre-recorded it like a TV? Maybe. Or do you just select your own thing and it somehow generates Don't it? know. I want to know more.
0: I'm sure that there is the potential to have an interactive hollow image mm. that you can like talk to and then it'll say stuff to you. But maybe he was watching a recording of a performance. Yeah. Don't know. Well, yeah. Not really important. (laughs) But he is called to the transporter room where he meets Yar and she says that there is an object that has been sent up.
1: It's a box with a man's face painted silver and then attached with latex, I guess, to the box. Mm -hmm. Deanna comes in and the face starts talking, saying it's got a message for her and that her mother is due to arrive. It's played by Armin Shimmerman of Ferengi fame.
0: Oh, wow. It's the actor that played Quark and he played the Ferengi on the third episode.
1: Yeah. He's very whimsical and Bordervillian. So I was hopeful it was going to be a fun episode.
0: Yeah, I didn't recognize him at all.
1: Mm -hmm. I didn't, obviously. I just read it.
0: Sure. (laughs) And I saw that this was actually the first time that he performed, because this was shot earlier, but the other episode aired earlier.
1: Yes, this was shot third. Deanna looks crestfallen to hear this news about her mum.
0: The box dumps out some jewels and says that there is going to be a wedding. And Riker asks Deanna, who's getting married? And she disappointingly says, I am. (sighs) So in Picard's writing room, Troy explains that she never thought the marriage was ever going to happen. The arranged marriage is to a human named Wyatt Miller, son of her late father's closest friend.
1: So it's an arranged marriage made by her human father to a human. But then later they say she has to go along with it because she's a Betazoid and it's part of their culture. So which is it?
0: Well, she says it's part of their culture to keep a promise. Oh. Not necessarily an arranged marriage, but... I'm very confused about all that stuff. Yeah,
1: what went on with her dad and this friend that he felt like he needed to promise his daughter at a young age to his son.
0: We're in the future and people are still promising their children away? Yeah,
1: what kind of carry-on is that?
0: That's bizarre. Yeah, She tells Picard that she's going to be leaving the Enterprise. Riker doesn't look happy about this, so Picard leaves his own ready room to let them talk.
1: (laughs) Why is Riker being so weird? Do you think it's because they shot this third?
0: Yeah, I think they want to focus on that they still have something between them. Yeah, which we had
1: in Far Point.
0: Yeah, and we didn't really have any of that later. And their relationship really moves on to a friendship later on in the series. Yeah. And they both date other people, so it's like not a big deal. But he's, I guess this is still the first time we see them getting with other folks. Yeah. And she brings up that he was once her Imzadi, her beloved, but he wants to be a starship captain. Hmm. And he argues that those two things aren't mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's his attitude to work that broke them up before?
0: Oh, yeah. He's a career man and obviously- But they're on a
1: ship together.
0: Maybe that's not always going to be the case. Yeah. Because if one of them gets assigned someplace else, the other one has to follow and-
1: She soon says once she gets married, she'll leave the ship. Yeah. So if she's prepared to do that for this random guy she's never met, why is it such a problem for Riker?
0: Well, she's prepared to do it because she's in some kind of oath.
1: Hmm. I guess. Yeah.
0: She does, however, ask Riker if he will dance at her wedding, and he answers with, I'll try.
1: Grow up, Riker. You don't want her, but no one else can have her? Yeah, come on.
0: Deanna is called away to the transporter room to greet the Miller family with Captain Picard. Mom Miller seems to think this is all terribly romantic, and Wyatt is very (laughs) reserved but friendly.
1: He's immediately charming. I I like him a lot. Dad, Stephen Miller, is played by Robert Ellenstein, who previously played the Federation president in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home.
0: Oh, right. Yes, mm. I did recognize him. So Wyatt gives Troy a chameleon rose that changes color depending on the mood.
1: That's a cool effect. Yeah. Now, it was a shame to me that they didn't use it. I thought they would to show that she wasn't as on board with the yeah. idea as she might be pretending she was.
0: Yeah, they could have done that. Never, I made it, it turn black or something. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe that's As too, they were
1: about to get married, too or...
0: dark. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a shame not to use that once you've introduced it.
0: It's just like a cool little alien thing and an easy effect, I guess. Mm. Everyone is so nice to each other. And I got to admit, if I was going to be stuck in arranged marriage, Deanna would be a pretty awesome person to be stuck with.
1: Oh, Wyatt's pretty great too. Yeah.
0: So Deanna asks about her mother and the whole Miller family is annoyed that she wouldn't beam up with them. She has to have her own personal entrance. <gasps> so the Millers leave, and Troy warns Picard that her mother is a little eccentric. <laughs> so on the platform beams Loxana Troy with her valet, Mr. Holm.
2: Where is everyone? Oh, I hate that. <sighs> Hello, mother. No, don't say it, think it. Use your mind, not your mouth. Hello, mother. Diana, shame. What has this
3: life done to you?
2: No, no, no. Don't tell me. You're the captain.
3: Of course, your daughter has explained your telepathic abilities. Now that
2: wasn't telepathy. It was just common sense. Who else would they send to greet me but the captain? Oh, you may carry my luggage. Mother?
3: No, no, that's quite all right. I'm indebted to your mother for the fine counselor. she. this
0: way. Loxana is played by Majel Barrett, Yeah. obviously. And uh, her very tall valet, played by Dutch actor Karl Stroyken, whom I know from the Addams Family movies as Lurch. Ah,
1: oh, I thought he was familiar.
0: But you also might know him from Twin Peaks. He was in the original series as The Giant, and then later changed to The Fireman in huh? The Twin Peaks Returns.
1: And what an entrance Loxana makes. She is all kinds of fabulous, except the creepy eye contact.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. You don't notice them with Deanna. She has them, too.
1: Oh, no, I don't notice them because she has dark hair Yeah, and I presume naturally has dark brown eyes.
0: Yeah. Betazoids don't have color in their eyes. It's just black and white.
1: It just maybe because I already know Majel from Chapel. But i love her opulent costumes and her rude confidence gesticulating madly she's very old hollywood (laughs) glamour
0: she's uh, got the drama i love it yeah she speaks with deanna telepathically but deanna insists on verbal communication
1: that is fantastic that tells us so much about their relationship within seconds
0: now some people don't like the laxana episode
1: some people chris don't know how to have fun
0: exactly i totally adore these episodes, Yeah, and I I know I've mentioned it before, but I got to meet slash work with Major Barrett. There was a movie called Mommy 2 that I worked on in Muscatine, Iowa,
1: Mm. before I moved
0: out to uh, Los Angeles. And I was just a production assistant and Major Barrett was in it. One of the days that she was working, I was her assistant. I got assigned to like help her out with stuff and she was...
1: Dream job.
0: She was, well, yeah, I wanted to talk to her about Next Gen, but I was like, I got a job. I got to be pro. And she was just so kind and fun and funny. Mm. Like I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about (sighs) Star Trek with her. And then I talked to her about it and she was just great. Like she was just like this character. It's so much like how she is, really. but not in a prima donna way. Just like she's just real was, I mean, she passed away obviously, but she was just so much fun and like alive and like engaging. She made you feel like you were the most important person in the room, mm. even though I'm getting her her water and stuff like uh-huh. that. It still it didn't make any difference because there's an episode later on that she does that's really sad. Oh, And I talked to her about that and, and we had like a really deep conversation about it. And I was young. I was like 21 or 22 years old at the time. But she just treated me with so much respect, even though I was a lowly PA. And
1: uh, she was
0: just great. That was I, lovely I got to hear. Nothing bad to say about her.
1: Oh, I bet your dad was super excited oh. as well that you were doing it.
0: Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Picard's being so nice. You'd think he was the one going to marry Diana. Yeah. Kind to of stuck up to the mother-in-law. Yeah, I know. He's always an ambassador, though, isn't he? He is. He takes her bag, but it's obviously so heavy. <laughs> but he goes with it anyway. It's comical seeing it, him. It's
0: great. <laughs> it's it is genuinely funny. Yes. And I'm getting flashes of Star Trek IV here.
1: Oh, that you know, type of comedy. That type
0: where it's all character-driven. And it all makes sense. Nobody's acting out of character. Just the situations themselves are funny. Yes. And it's it's brilliant. I love it.
1: I wish they could have more chance to do this form of comedy. Yeah. How does Picard pull off being such a suck up, but yet he's really endearing and commanding? Well,
0: I think it's because he obviously doesn't have to do any of this and mm-hmm. he knows he doesn't have to do that and we yeah. know that he knows he doesn't have to do any of yeah that. but since he appreciates deanna so much he's trying to make things easier for her yeah and i yeah. think that makes us like him
1: yeah. a lot. good point that's nice
0: so picard takes laxana to her quarters but on the way they go past data and laforge and they see picard struggling with the suitcase
1: <laughs> they didn't see wheeling suitcases coming in the future did they no
0: they didn't <laughs>
1: It's all part of Loxana's control and making an entrance, I suppose, to have this big heavy bag that doesn't wheel.
0: So Loxana is pontificating the whole time as Picard struggles with the suitcase. And finally, Deanna says, okay, this is enough. This is not the captain's responsibility and gets Mr. Home to carry it, which of course he does easily yeah. because he's super strong.
1: Loxana makes a dig about Troy's accent being like her father's. And we learn that mom's previous valet tried hard to coach the accent out of it. There's something of Spock's dad here. Hmm. But why marry a human and betroth your daughter to one if you don't approve of them?
0: I don't understand a lot of it, but I don't honestly, I don't care.
1: Because it's funny, <laughs> it's
0: still funny. It, yeah,
1: yeah. And what was the last valet's deal? Was he a nanny as well? I guess. Apparently, Mr. Zelo, as he was called, was fired because he was into mom and his thoughts became truly pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> Loxana keeps banging on about how much better beta zoids are until Deanna says, That's enough. <laughs>
0: So Lexana says her room is adequate. She's acting like a total diva here, but for some reason she gets away with it. She really
1: does. I could watch her the whole episode.
0: She dismisses the captain, which is funny (laughs) because it's his ship. But then he kind of bows and leaves. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, now alone Loxana apologizes to Deanna saying that Stephen Miller tracked her down and reminded her of their arrangement so she's not into this either Deanna says that she's not sure if she still agrees with the vows she made then
1: yeah what vows
0: yeah so I guess as a child she made Mm. some kind of promise or something or as a young adult yeah but when she sees Wyatt they don't really seem to know each other no I
1: don't think they've ever met have they
0: So that's, I don't quite get what was going on. But she
1: certainly has been aware for a long time that this promise has been made. Yeah,
0: but she said she's going to honor the agreement because she's Betazoid.
1: Yeah, but he isn't. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Bloxana says why it is a bit unusual, but she senses great depth in him.
1: Hmm. On the bridge, Valida Innes, the first Electorine of Haven appears on the view screen. Another 100% 80s hairstyle, (laughs) using one full can of hairspray on each actress here. (laughs) She's glad they're here as a vessel is approaching the planet, and she wants Picard and the gang as bodyguards. Mm. The ship that's coming won't communicate and has bypassed their Stargate. What's that?
0: A Stargate in other science fiction, I didn't know they had them in Star Trek, is basically a, a gate that has another end some distance away. So you go into the one entrance of the gate and you come out the other side so it's like a faster than light travel via teleportation or wormhole one of those types of things so i guess they have a stable wormhole maybe and that it has a gate on it
1: not sure okay so it's entered the entrance to the planet though it's still quite far away now possibly yeah they have no defenses this planet and they are a federation member so they expect their protection
0: and Picard says he will absolutely provide it.
1: But they're used to having visitors. It sounds like are they a sort yeah. of a healing shore leaf planet?
0: Yeah, kind of thing. But yeah. they don't have any weapons because mm-hmm. they just don't need them. They don't have any enemies or that they're aware of. Elsewhere, Troy visits Wyatt in his quarters, and she wants to apologize f- for her mother. But Wyatt finds her mother's honesty refreshing, and he mm-hmm. respects it. Wyatt begins to describe himself to Deanna, telling the counselor that he is a medical doctor.
1: Deanna seems to be like, thank God, I thought you were an artist when I saw all these creepy sketches of women in your room (laughs) that he's brought with him and displayed within seconds of arrival. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of weird. She feels something for him already that they could learn to read each other like she did with someone else on this ship. But what that person really wants is to be a starship captain.
0: So why is well, this they're up? very
1: honest with each other, yeah. aren't they? You know, I respect that. Yeah, it's good. They got to spend a life together. She says, I'm sorry. I'm not what you hoped for. He's like, no, I was only surprised because I thought you'd be the blonde super 80s woman from my sketches. He's <laughs> seen this face ever since he was a boy. And when he closed his eyes, he heard her voice whispering his name. That's his whole life so far that is not first date talk though is it <laughs> run diana <laughs> but he says he'd be honored to marry her and he's super sweet and handsome and just wants to cure people so swoon
0: yeah he's great yeah. she's great They're, they are make oh, a good yeah. couple yeah. yeah i think Real power couple as arranged marriages goes it's pretty sweet picard makes a log entry saying he wishes he could intervene in the wedding data discovers another vessel traveling subwarp towards haven it is a Torellian ship and Picard calls Crusher. He says that the ship must not be permitted contact because they could destroy the crew of the Enterprise or Haven.
1: I hope you've all had a light breakfast because get ready to swallow a whole lot of exposition from the crew in the observation lounge. <laughs> the Torellian race was believed extinct. Torella suffered hostilities leading to a biological weapon, infecting them all with the plague. They were hunted down and killed then by the Owl sychones maybe among others lest they spread it to other worlds so our crew think this ship coming in is damaged picard asks for help finding answers and says also you're invited to the pre-joining announcement tonight of diana and wyatt Riker drops out
0: so in the lounge mama miller asks picard if he will perform the ceremony but laksana says that mr home will not do it as a betazoid ceremony which requires all the participants to be nude. <laughs> Mama Miller insists on an Earth-style wedding.
2: <laughs> Here I thought you had no sense of humor. An Earth wedding? Ridiculous. My family and I are living on Earth now. So, that's why you want that backward ritual. Terrible, Captain, to see a woman go downhill like this. Mother? Downhill! downhill. The matter is settled. Mr. Hum will conduct the joining. But come. But Harm can't even talk. No matter, he is highly adept in the act of sign language. The matter is closed. Who are you to tell us what we should do? Your ignorance is astonishing. I am Luoxana Troy, daughter of the Fifth House, holder of the sacred Chalice of Reeks, heir to the holy rings of Zed.
3: Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, it is a staffy tradition that at social gatherings, disputes are not permitted. I hereby declare, therefore, all disagreements resolved.
1: <laughs> That's great! <laughs> <laughs> He's so anti conflict. He just stands up and announces it all resolved. It's resolved! <laughs> That's fun, though. That keeps the party going, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Later, the two moms are sitting together at the dinner table. Read the room with the seating plan. <laughs> Whoever came up with that. Picard makes a toast and Hom starts banging the Betazoid chime regularly for so long. It's really funny it seeing the growing irritation.
0: It's very funny.
1: He's also knocking back drinks in test tubes like an Englishman on the 4th of July 2020 <laughs> when the pubs reopen oh. <laughs> after the lockdown.
0: Oh, I see. I get it now.
1: We learned virus analysis was Wyatt's special subject. Crusher says, in which case, I'd very much like to confer with you. I'm pleased to have a medical colleague aboard. (laughs) Because there's only her for a ship of a thousand people. What's going on
0: with that? (laughs) There should be like a whole big group of people. Of course
1: there should.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Wyatt suggests beaming medical supplies to the Torellian ship.
3: Mr. Data. Sir. You're circling the room like a buzzard. Perhaps being human yourself, sir you do not find them as intriguing as I.
2: Must he do that? As you well know, it is the Beta Z way of giving thanks for the food we eat. You giving thanks? Besides, you never did this before. I do it now. Unlike some people,
1: I am in growth. (laughs) (laughs) great. It's so funny. It's fun because it's obviously a show that she doesn't do normally yeah. but now she's inflicting it on everyone uh-huh. else that's yeah that's fun and i really enjoy data's role in this episode yeah he is circling <laughs> like a buzzard <laughs> popping his head in until to listen more closely to all the weird goings-ons
0: it's really good moxana then scares miss miller with her pet vine that she has on her <laughs> arm riker gets really pissy again and excuses himself
1: <laughs> Gonna sake Data is fascinated and gets Loxana to spill the tea on the ceremony. Everyone will be naked. It honours the act of love being celebrated. She says, don't worry to Mrs. Miller, your body's not that bad and your husband can't wait to see me in the buff. (laughs) Troy shouts for them to stop the petty bickering and storms out, pushing over the chime. Data says, please, could you resume the petty bickering? I love it.
0: Oh, boy. Riker is in the holodeck sitting on a soundstage. I mean, an alien world <laughs> at sunset. He has his brooding cranked up to 9.5.
1: <laughs> he selected this setting specifically to brood in. What setting would you choose?
0: To brood? Yeah. Oh, I would go like full goth. Oh. Yeah, like have lots of... A
1: graveyard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a graveyard or like an old church, you know, in the inside at night with candelabras all over the place. And Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Phantom meets. of the Opera stuff. Oh, yeah. God. If you're going to brood, brood like the best. The Phantom was the key brooder. I what mean, that we- guy could brood at 11.
1: What would you wear?
0: I would wear...
1: Uh, There's going to be a cloak involved, isn't there? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah,
0: a, a cloak. Roughly ruff, shirt.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I think I'd wear makeup, too, which would be kind of strange. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What Sort of dark. That you could really smudge it as you brooded
0: yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. eyeliner the whole nine yards i would goth it up how would you brood
1: first thought is zoo but what i mean is (laughs) (laughs) i want to be around some big cats (laughs) (laughs) i don't want them to be in cages it'd be odd if i was brooding in the middle of a busy zoo yeah so you know safari park or you know in the wild with some big cats They're brooding, I'm brooding, we're all just grumpy, brooding together and skulking around, being sexy and brooding.
0: Why are they brooding?
1: Well, they just look that way, don't you think? Cats in general just look kind of pissed off, don't they?
0: Yeah, okay, I could see that, sure.
1: I think we'd get each other's vibe.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Deanna comes in and uh, tries to ease Riker's sore butt. He admits that he's going to miss her, and she says, am I no longer Imzadi to you? And Riker says, you taught me... That the word means my beloved. Mm. And then she's like, dude, why has it gotta be sexual with you? Oh. I still love you. We oh. just can't be together because it wouldn't work out. And Riker says that he can't separate the two. Oh. At that point Wyatt shows up and says that he's never seen the hollow deck before. I guess they're new?
1: Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, why
0: why wouldn't he have seen one?
1: Awkward that mm-hmm. he's there. So I get the sense that Deanna would refuse the match and choose Riker if Riker was suitable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yet again, Riker walks off. Wyatt says that their parents have come to an agreement on who will go naked. He asks if she really wants to go through with this. So there is some kind of choice here, isn't yeah. there? She says yes. Then they have the world's briefest kiss. Very yeah. innocent. Yeah, it's Sweet. like a
0: little butterfly wings touching, <laughs> yeah. you know. If I was in an arranged marriage, I would be like, let's get it on immediately. Oh, right. Because if, you know, if that's not going to work out, you got to find out. Yeah. pretty quick get in there get, get to, in there get to banging
1: because <laughs> if you're not compatible yeah then say no yeah exactly Just say no
0: give it a try give you know t- a test drive would you test buy a car without drive. test driving it Just, or at you know. least
1: talk about your preferences and all that oh right yeah yeah
0: he might be super into feet and she's like oh no i don't like having my feet touched yeah and then they're like oh no
1: oh trouble trouble Beleda Inis calls Picard back, panicking that the Plague ship will soon be approaching transporter range of the planet. You do realise that they can turn this wonderful world of ours into a graveyard, she says. Mm. Ya is all up for blasting the Torellian ship, <laughs> <laughs> but Picard decides to hold it with a tractor beam. Finally, the ship's crew appear on the blue screen. Troy recognizes the woman in front as Miller's dream girl from the sketches.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The leader of the Torellians is this guy, Ren. He explains that there are only eight of them left on the ship and uh, they've come to Haven to die. They say they won't get close to any of the population, they just want a little island somewhere where they can just die peacefully.
1: Why do they need to die on a healing planet if they don't think it's going to heal them?
0: I think they just don't want to die on a ship, they want to-
1: Oh, it's just supposed to be nice there, It's
0: nice isn't? to die yeah. there. You know, if you're going to die, die someplace nice. And at that point, Wyatt comes breezing onto the bridge. Where's security? How is he coming up on the bridge? He sees the woman on the screen and recognizes her immediately as the woman from his dreams. Mm -hmm. And she calls him Wyatt by name.
1: You had a little concern at this point about the tube tops. (laughs) I gotta
0: say, tube tops make me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm afraid that... Their boobs are gonna pop out. Right. Like there's a bit of anxious worry <laughs> when I see a woman in a tube top. Your
1: shoulders have gone up. <laughs>
0: like, what if they just like what do r- I do reach if- up? I don't. I don't want to see your boobs, please.
1: <laughs> they Can, might have used that double-sided tape to keep them. I, it's still. Up, you know?
0: It's it's like I feel it's like a, a vase on the edge of a table. <laughs> you know, it's probably gonna be fine. But I'd rather move it towards the middle. Let's, come on, put it one strap at just- least. Yeah. Some, some kind of safety net for me.
1: You'd be going around with your little kit, sewing kitten <laughs> straps to sew on. <laughs> Let me just help you out with this. <laughs> Wyatt stops by medical to get some supplies and steals a hypo.
0: Wyatt then drops by Loxana and asks her about all this craziness. And she smiles and says, don't worry about it. Just follow your heart. Because she knows what's going on. There's mm. no stopping the love destination.
1: Interesting that she has that perspective on it. She's a pretty complex character for... Just having one episode, isn't she? This Loxana. Oh, yeah.
0: And she's a telepath as well. Oh, right. So she knows what's going on in his head. Yeah. She knows he's a good guy, and he knows that this is this woman he's been. Connected to on some weird level, yeah, for
1: years. So she's she like, might want to get her daughter out of this, yeah, arranged she marriage. She didn't seem well.
0: too into it as well, so
1: yeah. Although she's probably not going to do any better than him as a son-in-law. To be fair, it would be a lovely one, wouldn't he? Yeah, it would be nice. Unless it's all show. Yeah. Wyatt goes to tell his parents to look after each other and gives Diana a goodbye kiss. Does anyone notice a red flag here? Because he doesn't explain to them that he's going anywhere. No. no. But nobody seems to say, "What? Why are you being so weird? What? Why are yeah. you look after each other?" Yeah. Wyatt then uses his hypo to knock out the transporter chief and beam aboard the Torellian vessel. On the ship, he sees drawings of himself framed on the walls from childhood up.
0: They're pretty bad.
1: Yes, i <laughs>
0: They're all pretty bad, all the drawings on this one is. Uh, Wyatt calls over to the Enterprise and explains that he wants to stay and help them find a cure. Everyone is shocked, but not really. Mm-hmm. They all understand that you can't fight love destiny.
1: Are they in love? Are they to be partners? Or is it just that he's the only one who can save them? Maybe. But they can't recreate a species with only that many of them, can they?
0: Well, I don't, with genetic ma- manipulation of the far future, I'm sure they could. Yeah. Alter people's DNA to the point that they're different people and not too closely related.
1: Oh, yeah? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. that's but they can't easy, cure a peasy. plague, though.
0: Well, again, <laughs> that's Star Trek for okay. you the inconsistent medical technology. Uh, the Torellians say that they're going to leave Haven since they have hope that they can beat this disease and feel like that they might actually survive. And then they say their goodbyes. The Millers been back to Haven and after they leave, Loxana says her goodbyes as well.
2: Ah, well, seems such a shame to waste the whole trip. Perhaps I should stay and be joined to a new mate. What? Well, the captain's highly attracted to me, but he's a little too old. Perhaps I should choose you. He has other obligations, Mother. Oh. Very well. It's his loss. Try and remember your heritage, little one. Captain, even Zelo never had such thoughts about me. You may energize.
3: That was meant as a joke, Captain. I was not amused.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: He's so English in this episode.
1: Yeah. We are not amused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny.
1: I just really love that she's saying... That everyone's having uh, pornographic <laughs> thoughts about because <laughs> no one can prove her wrong. Can they? <laughs> That's really good, and I would love nothing more than for her to stay on this ship as his wife.
0: Oh boy, that would be a treasure! Wow. So back on the bridge, uh, they have a scene where they warp off, but who cares at this point? Luxana is gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's stop watching Next Gen now.
0: Skip ahead. <laughs> she, <laughs> <something> ba- <laughs> she comes back. Oh, she comes back. She comes at least once every season. Good. So let's get into concepts.
1: We had full mind reading Mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah. It was quite good and funny. A dying race who can't be helped in person because they would pass the plague on Mm -hmm. to others. So he decides to sacrifice himself to help them. Weird concept of them being projected into each other's minds since childhood. And then drawing pictures of each other and framing them.
0: Not really explained why this (laughs) happens or Mm. how it happens, which I think is kind of a tick against it in concepts, honestly. Yeah. It's sort of a magical thing that happens, and it's very anti-sci-fi, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. It must be some powers that she has, but then why would it go both ways? And maybe it's her power to project and receive But they don't explain that.
0: Concepts-wise, I think this one drops the ball a bit. Mm. It focuses more on the entertainment, which is is great with me. (laughs) But conceptually, there's not a lot of great sci-fi going on here.
1: And why was he the only person in the universe who could save their people, and why leave it this long? Beats me. Maybe just because he's the nicest person and he studied viruses.
0: Well, they had no faster than light travel. Their mm-hmm. ship was limping around. So they yeah. got to that place as fast as they could. Yeah. It, obviously, there was some kind of destiny that was yes. making all this su- stuff happen. So again, eh.
1: We had the relational concept of merging two families and cultures. And that's not always been easy. Mm-hmm, yeah. The mood rose or uh, chameleon rose, mm-hmm. but that didn't go anywhere. No. Why didn't the Torellian ship communicate back? Was it because they were damaged, do you think? Or did they want to get close enough to...
0: Beam down, maybe? Hmm. I don't know, that was weird again as well. Why didn't they communicate immediately? because they needed the dramatic reveal of her being on board the ship well, at that particular story point story-wise
1: yeah we get it yeah. lots of honesty and open communication particularly coming from diana and her mom and also wyatt which was nice to see hom was a selective mute because he does actually say something yeah at the end thanks for the drinks or something. Yeah. in humans selective mutism is an anxiety disorder a freeze response NHS UK said, selective mutism affects about 1 in 140 young children. That's a lot higher than I thought. Yeah, me too. Wow. It's more common in girls and children who are learning a second language, such as those who've recently migrated from their country of birth. Mm. More confident children with selective mutism can use gestures to communicate. For example, they may nod for yes or shake their head for no. There's no evidence to suggest that children with selective mutism are more likely to have experienced abuse, neglect, or trauma than any other child. Mm. When mutism occurs as a symptom of post-traumatic stress, it follows a very different pattern and the child suddenly stops talking in environments where they previously had no difficulty. Mm. That was interesting to me. So selective mutism would happen Yeah. From birth, often the children talk normally around their parents or people that they're comfortable with, and then maybe they discover it once they go to school, and and they're just so frightened that they physically can't speak. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For concepts, I'll give it 6 out of 10.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Ooh. Well, because it really drops the ball. It doesn't really have any cool concepts, and the ones that it does have, they're like magic. Yeah. There's no real good sci-fi explanation to it. However, entertainment... (laughs)
1: I laughed more than I can remember with Star Trek. I laughed pretty much the whole way through. Yeah. Proper laughs. I love Majel. Deanna and Wyatt were sensitive and adorable. There was a complexity with her responsibility to honour the arrangement and her growing connection to Wyatt. Yet she'd rather stay if she could, and she'd rather have Riker from Mm -hmm. the sounds of it. And it didn't seem much of a wrench when he chose the ultimate 80s woman over her. She didn't seem that bothered, did she? No, she she didn't. Hairstyles were their own characters in this.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, for this episode, Richard Sabre was nominated for an Emmy Award in the category Outstanding Achievement in Hairstyling (laughs) for a series in 1988. (laughs) I didn't even know that was a category.
1: (laughs) Just because he used more hairspray than anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Riker was silly in this. Data and Picard were funny. The only flaw was the writing as usual the exposition sticking out like a shred of cheese on your cheeseless half of the pizza Albert oh boy imagine that Loxana was written a bit inconsistently because she had to drop the character to do some of the more sensitive dialogue but maybe they were trying to say about her character that she's very showy in public and actually she can be more sensitive one to one.
0: I think that's what I got out of it is that she is this diva but she actually does have a heart of gold. Uh. And we see that throughout the rest of the series. Like she comes in, she is awesome. Like she's a really good person. And mm. she does all of this stuff just to kind of make everybody's life more fun.
1: Oh. like she, That's just kind of
0: the personality that she has.
1: It makes me sad that Major didn't get more to do in the original series. Yeah. She's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, she's pretty great.
1: So I'm gonna give it a nine out of 10.
0: I'm also going to give it a 9 out of 10 Mm -hmm. as well. It's almost a 10. Like you said, the whole episode was just pure joy. I just enjoyed myself. I was fully entertained. The only reason I give it a 9 out of 10 is because some of the writing stuff was a little clunky. The exposition and the plot of it. Like, what? huh? No explanation. Who cares? But still, it was super fun. 9 out of 10.
1: Yeah. Remind us if we try and go above 9 in this series. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Maybe we'll up this to a 10, if if it needs to be.
0: It's got to be better than... I know of a few episodes in my mind that are
1: 10s. In this series? In
0: in Next Gen, for sure. Oh, in this season. In this season? Uh, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) I want this to have the highest entertainment for this season. I think it
0: does. Yeah. Uh, And this is the only episode that Richard Compton directed. Aw. Yeah. Sexiness.
1: I got quite into Wyatt, actually.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: His kissing was tender, even if it wasn't sexy. Yeah. Major was hot in her backless dress and give a hoot confidence.
0: Yeah. I got to say, I was, I kind of got into her. That's good. Well, because, I mean, I've always seen her as more of a mother figure. Yeah. When I was younger, obviously. Now you are old. But now I'm getting older. <laughs> and that backless she's got yeah. a freaking sexy back. Oh, you bet. I was like, whoa. And then just her personality. And I was like, yeah. man, she's got it going on.
1: Man. And it's hard to get the penis off the couch in quarantine, so... <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that phrase means. That Did was, anyone see that dating? That was that millionaire Matcha, matchmaker.
0: matchmaker. Yeah, that she was her. She
1: always used that phrase.
0: Yes, She's getting The penis off the couch. I'm gonna give it. Uh, is it 2.5? What we normally give things.
1: Yeah, I'm going 3.5. Three.
0: I'll give it a three.
1: Yeah. She wasn't that sexy. She was talking about porn though quite a bit.
0: But that was again out of comedic effect yeah. and not.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, I'll give it a three. So your guesses?
1: It wasn't a cold lunch reunion, although although there was tension between her and Diana. Mm-hmm. She was full beta zoid and she could read thoughts. Yeah, uh, right she, about that. There was no mention of Diana being hot for Riker. I wonder if she knew but didn't mention, mm-hmm. or they just. They just didn't go there. She was sexy and she did say that Picard was attracted to her. Yeah. But Wyatt didn't have a, sin- a sinister motive.
0: No, not at all. B- those are pretty good guesses.
1: Not bad, eh? Not bad, no.
0: I would like to thank some of our patrons because they are just the most outstanding people in the universe. Oh,
1: I was so lucky to have them. I would like to welcome some new patrons. Yeah. Thank you so much for your financial support to the show and for all your encouragement in your comments. We have a new Ensign, Anna Erasmus.
0: Oh, Anna welcome welcome
1: Anna and another new ensign Jesse McFarland
0: Jesse welcome
1: we also have two new lieutenants Kevin Thoreau and we have a new lieutenant Kevin Thoreau
0: oh welcome
1: and lieutenant Forrest Rush has promoted himself to lieutenant commander whoa <laughs> congratulations Forrest yes and thank you
0: <laughs> promotion justly deserved <laughs>
1: <laughs> well very much so. He puts in the time that Forrest He
0: sure does.
1: His his comments They're are great. beautiful.
0: Yeah. And if we if you can't support us financially, please just get the word out. Also leave some comments because that's the fuel for our comment show that we do for our patrons so please
1: leave us some of that our bonus content last month was us comparing the recent Next Generation episodes with what would the original series crew have done in those circumstances so if you're a patron already or if you fancy becoming a patron at $5 plus Check that out. Yeah. And next month, we're thinking about doing Galaxy Quest.
0: Yes, that's a super fun movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Check it out. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey.
1: And I'm Rachel Lackey.
0: And you've been listening to
1: Rachel Watching Star Trek.
2: Watches Star Trek.